helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. To infinity and beyond. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Eric Sassman. With me, as always, is the Disney dentist, Dr. Doug. How you doing, Doug? Doing good, Derek. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited because this is the second episode in our two-part series on planning a Disney cruise. And I know last week we talked a little bit over uh, overview of all four of the Disney ships and uh, some things you need to do. But today we are being specific to the Disney Dream, which I will be doing in February, and you're going to help me plan it a little bit more. Excellent. Well, we talked about, we, we got last week, we got up to uh, right when you're getting on board. So let's pretend we're at Port Canaveral and my family and I are walking on the ship. What do we do next? Well, the first thing you do is uh, you look up in awe because the atrium is amazing. And they announce your family name as you go on. So they'll be like, welcome to the Sassman family. And there's a bunch of officers and other crew members stand there. They applaud. Um, the first thing you want to do, since you have little kids that are going to want to meet princesses, you have to go get a ticket for later in the cruise to do the princess gathering. And you get to meet like four princesses in a row, something you can't do in any of the parks. Um, you can do it at meals in the parks, but you're paying quite a bit of money to do that. On the cruise ship, you get the ticket for later in the trip. If you don't get the ticket right away, you don't get to choose which time you go. You kind of get shoehorned in where you fit. And there may be a ticket for Anna and Elsa. So that's oh. the absolute first thing you got to do is go get your ticket. It's in the port excursions area, which you'll be able to find on the navigator. I've, I've, that's a big shock to hear that because I've read everything about Disney cruises and that's, uh, that's a surprise piece of advice you've given me that I didn't know that I am writing down and definitely going to take with me, especially if Anna and Elsa are there. My, uh, she'll be five year old daughter at the time is obsessed with Frozen and princesses. And so, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. Now, I do have, uh, two kids. I've been on cruises before. Uh, I know, uh, there's things like mustard drills. How's Disney handle all that? Um, really well. Like everything else Disney does, they don't want you standing in line very long. They're very efficient. So you get on the ship, you get your tickets for Anna Elsa, you go find some food, you have your carry-ons with you. So you lug those around a little while. Then you can get in your rooms about 2 o'clock. Once you settle in your room, then it's time for the mustard drill. On the Navigator, it's huge. You can't miss it. Mandatory mustard drill. Um, there's a corresponding letter in your room and you go find where that letter is at on the ship it tells you right on your key to the world card and uh, you go and you stand there for a few minutes they talk to you about how to put on a life jacket uh, you don't actually have to put on a life jacket you don't have to take your life jacket it's very easy very simple very quick and then it's time for the sail away party and all the fun begins yeah I've heard great things about the sail away party is it true that uh, all the ships have fireworks at sea Yes, Disney is currently the only cruise line doing all fireworks at sea. That usually coincides with uh, Pirate Night. Um, definitely on the Dream is Pirate Night. On the Fantasy for uh, Star Wars Day at Sea, they do it with Star Wars. And some of their Alaska and Norwegian sailings, they do it with Frozen fireworks. But for you on the Dream, it will be a Pirate Night. Pirates in the Caribbean. Oh, man, my son loves pirates. Uh, we are very excited for that. Definitely uh, Disney knows how to start your vacation on the right foot for sure. Yeah, so the sail away party gets everything going. And then uh, 
basically you explore the ship a little bit. You kind of know where things are. And it's time to go your first dinner rotation. And that's kind of how the the whole three, four nights on the dream will get kicked off. Now, we're talking about dinner rotation. I know Disney does something different than any other cruise line when it comes to that. Can you explain uh, dinner and dinner meal rotation a little bit? All right. Well, it wouldn't be a cruise if we didn't talk about food, right? Oh, yeah. I love to eat. So, yeah, absolutely. Food's pretty important. So, let's start by talking about the main dining halls. The Disney Dream has three main dining halls. You have uh, Animator's Palette, Enchanted Garden, and Royal Court. Um and they are just wonderful. There's great food. Uh, it's pretty amazing what they can serve to so many people um, all at once. And there's two dining seatings. There's early and late dining. So it's like 5.45 is the early dining. Um, like 8.30, 8.45 is late dining. And so you go to your assigned uh, restaurant or a dining hall your first night. It'll be on your Key to the World card. It'll have like a R for Royal Court or a A for Animator's Palette E for Enchanted Garden, if you figured out that code. Um, so you go to the assigned one that night, and you get sent to your table. Your table number is also on your Key to the World card. So we have magically been table 120 two different times, once with our kids and once without our kids. It was really weird sitting at the same table, once on the Fantasy, once on the Dream, but it was identical. Um, and uh, you go to your table. You'll meet your table mates. You get to eat with people, which... Seems really weird. Um, introverts may not like it, but I, I'm actually a little introverted, but on Disney trips, I become extroverted. I don't know. Disney does that to me. We've made some great friends with our table mates throughout cruises. And then every night, you rotate to the next letter on your key to the world card, to that next dining hall, and your wait staff goes with you, your table mates go with you. Heck, the tables next to you go with you. On our last cruise, we actually made good friends with the people next to us. We were sharing food and stories just with the table next to us. So it just, the party goes every night just right along. Oh, wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. I've heard great things about uh, the, the art, um, the one where the walls change colors while you eat. And mm -hmm. uh, I know I'm definitely really excited to try the uh, different meals. And me, I love to eat. And I know cruises being on past cruises, you put on uh, 10 pounds. You've got to bring a couple bigger sizes of pants by the time you're done with it for sure. Stretchy pants, Derek. Stretchy pants. I, I will pack my stretchy pants. Now, uh, enough about food for a second. One thing that every Disney parent wants to know is these Disney kids clubs. Uh, sometimes, like, how fast can I get my kids to these clubs, and when do I pick them up? And can you just talk about the? I, I know for some of our younger list, uh, younger families, we Disney does offer a pay nursery. So if you want to talk about that a little bit, and then also the kids clubs as well. All right, let's start with the nursery and work our way up, right? Um, the nursery is for uh, six months to the age of three. Um, so once they hit three, they can go to the kids' club. So if you're two years and 11 months, you got to pay to go to the nursery. Um, that's one reason I would recommend waiting to go on a cruise until your youngest is three. Otherwise, you're paying to, to send them off. Once they hit the nursery is amazing, by the way. We could, there's open house times where you can go tour it, especially like right when you get on the ship, you can go check it out. It's themed to a small world, um, so it's super cute. Um, any Disney fan will love it. Then the Oceaneers Club, Oceaneers Lab, is for the next age group, your, your three-year-olds to 10, 11-year-olds. 
Um, the cutoff is a little blurry at the top because they let the oldest kid kind of, they can go to the edge, which is the tween club, or they can go to the Oceaneers Lab, Oceaneers Club. Um, they let those kids choose because some kids want to hang out with the older kids, other kids better with the younger kids. So there's a little gray area at the top, but that's the bulk of the kids club is the Oceaneers Club, Oceaneers Lab. That's where you'll find on the dream, uh, your Star Wars area that I know you're super excited about. Oh, I can't about. wait to see the Millennium Falcon firsthand. And uh, you'll find the Disney Infinity Room, the Toy Story Room, um, a Pixie Hollow area. Um, and that's in the club. And then there's a magic play floor in the middle where they do all kinds of games and entertainment. And the characters come play with them. Um, on our first cruise with the kids, we are at dinner and my father asked Claire, our youngest, who was four at the time, you know, what did she do in the kids club right before dinner? And she said, I, I colored with Tinkerbell and my dad's like you mean you colored tinkerbell because they had brought artwork out with them and stuff just like when the kids come home from school they have all kinds of drawings for you and they have this she had drawn tinkerbell and she's like no i colored with tinkerbell that's pretty amazing oh yes tinkerbell sat down and colored with you it it took a minute so that's what i that type of level of thing is going on in the kids club Plus, I've heard that you get Jedi training for the kids on the Dream. Um, in the kids' club, they do all kinds of fun Star Wars stuff. Um, and it's connected to the lab. The lab is another area where it's a little more grown up for the little bit older kids because 3 to 10, 3 to 11 is a pretty big age range. Um, so the lab has a lot more video games. Um, so how to, you can steer the, steer the ship. Um, a lot more movies, uh, arts and crafts area that's a little more grown wait, up. Wait, wait, you just said you can steer the ship. I hope yeah, it's not the, the real ship. ship well, during open house times, you'll have to go in and try to steer the ship, see if you can dock it at NASA or if you're going to run aground. Um, my son was very proud of how many times he sank the ship oh. on our last cruise. I, it's like, Alden, you're missing the point of the game, but whatever. Um, the the, but, the key is the kids are having fun in these kids' clubs, and, and sometimes it's probably hard to even drag them out of the kids' clubs for it, meals. It's really hard. And then the other thing, you look at your navigator, and it's just like a grid of activities. And they list all the activities that will be going on in the kids' club. And our kids' favorite was always super sloppy science. Um, they actually get a little badge, and a, like a drawstring bag for doing it. They made a volcano. Um, they make uh, flubber, and they do a whole bunch of other little experiments there. And that's in the area where they actually will feed them lunch and dinner. They have a whole bunch of tables. It looks like a little cafeteria set up uh, between the club and the lab, and that's where they do the science stuff, and it's also where they feed them food. So if you want to drop your kid off um, the earliest possible time and pick them up at the end of the day, you can do that. Um, we are usually too busy doing family activities that we'll get to later, but um, we have to work the club into our schedule. Well, and that's why I heard it's great about Disney cruises. People think you're surrounded by kids, and that's why you hear of uh, couples going on a Disney cruise without kids. Is really a lot of these kids are playing and having fun and doing all the kids things. And as as a married couple, you can have a little date time somewhere else. Uh, I know uh, they also have some adult spaces, some uh, a pool only for adults. I know they have a spa and a weight room. And so, talk about a little bit about the adult time. Well, the adult area, you got a pretty good-sized pool, a couple hot tubs. Um, they're pretty good about kicking kids out of the area. There will be kids 
um, certain times a day walking through the area because uh, the forward elevators come up into the adult area on the pool deck. So there will be some families walking through. It's not 100% locked down. You won't see a child, but they're not going to hop in the pool with you because they have way better options in other areas of the ship. Um, and there's a coffee uh, shop there too with some snacks uh, right there in the adult area. The spa is Census Spa. Um, it's pretty big. Um, one tip that would want to give about the spas, if you don't get to book exactly what you want when you do your online check-in in advance, and if you're a new cruiser, if you just want the cheapest massage type of thing, uh, all the cheap stuff gets booked up real quick online. Um, do the tour after you first get on the ship. You explore the ship. You check in your room. Go do the tour of the spa. They'll lead you around. They show you everything, and then ask about a deal. Ask about a special. They because uh, the spa they are separate a separate entity within the cruise ship. So they do have discounts. They're trying to sell you stuff. So they'll work with you to get you in. And so my wife likes to book a time right in the middle of the afternoon on our Nassau port day. And that's, she's always booked it on on uh, on board rather than in advance because they have a lot more availability once you get on than you would think. Oh, that's a good tip. And and definitely for adult dining, I've heard they have uh, a couple nice restaurants. Uh, I know Remy is one of them, themed after uh, the Pixar movie Ratatouille. And I believe they have a couple others. There's Palo is the other adult-only um, restaurant. and It is an Italian restaurant. It is amazing. They have a brunch on your sea day. It's only offered on sea days. And it's one of those things where if you want to take three hours to eat, you can. Because it's like a little bit of a buffet, a little bit of you order food, you get a mimosa or champagne with your meal. Um, it's an upcharge for the for Palo and Remy. Palo is like $30 more. Remy, I'm not 100% sure how much more it is because... Um, the dining halls are fancy enough for me for dinner. I'm not the fanciest individual in the world. So Remy is like way up there in fanciness and wine pairings. And i going to be honest, I don't understand all of that stuff. So we have yet to do Remy, but we've done Palo. And it's it's pretty amazing. I would recommend it um, if you got to try it. If you're not sure you're ever going to be back on a Disney cruise, definitely do it. If you're sure you'll be back, maybe save it for your second cruise. You have something to look forward to. The other adult dining or entertainment areas is the the district. Um, that's where all the bars and nightclubs are located. Um, they have lots of activities, lots of shows, uh, variety acts, that sort of stuff in the district. Um, but that's down on deck five. And and when all this is going on, your kids are playing safely in some of the uh, all the kids areas, whether it be Vibe where all the older kids go or even uh, in the nursery where some of the younger ones go. So you can do these as a parent, like I said, uh, having a little date time on the Disney cruise. It's very easy to get date time on the cruise. So that that pretty much is what sold my wife and I, and we did. We are waiting till our son turns three to be able to go. Uh, but one thing for my wife and I, we were before we found out we were pregnant of our first. We were planning a Disney cruise because we wanted to see the shows. There's so many cool shows. I've read about all of them. The new villains one looks amazing, and and so that with Disney, you know, Disney does everything right. So it's it's like a full Broadway production. At sea. So, what are the shows that I'm going to be seeing on the Disney Dream this February? On the Disney Dream, you're going to be seeing the Golden Mickey's Villain Tonight, 
and Disney's Believe. And you're going to see them in that order. Uh, you're on a four-night sailing. So you'll have a variety act of some sort stuck in there, like a juggler or a ventriloquist or a magician, one of those type of things. And we found those shows to be just as great as the other ones. But the Broadway-style ones, the Golden Mickeys is it's supposed to be like the Academy Awards. Um, and it's just a lot of different Disney classics all mixed together. Um, gets the goosebumps on the real Disney fans. And then uh, Villains Tonight is hilarious. Hades is one of my favorite Disney villains. Actually, he's my favorite Disney villain, and he's the main character. And if you haven't seen Hercules... Oh, it's a great movie. Um, you, you need to see it. Uh, it's amazing how many people have not seen Hercules. And for Disney Parks fans that haven't seen Hercules, and they watch Wishes all the time, and the underlying tone of Wishes uh, is from Hercules. I mean, that's how good the soundtrack is from that movie. So if you haven't watched it, go watch Hercules. If you're going on the dream, you have to watch Hercules before you go. That's my been my favorite stage show is Villains Tonight. And then uh, you end up in the cruise with Disney's Believe, which is a signature show, they like to call it. Um, and it's a really good one. It uh, tugs at the heartstrings. Uh, if you go on a cruise without your children and you're a father, it's one of those where you need Kleenexes. They really, they really get you. A lot of cats in the cradle type moments. Um, so if you go to the show and you like dropped your kids off at the kids club, you also feel a little guilty. Um, but it's a, it's a really good show. Our kids sing it randomly throughout the house uh, months after our cruise. If one of them yells Higgitus Figgitus at me again, just randomly. I don't know. I might lose my mind. But the the shows are great, very well produced. I'm excited. Now, not only are the shows great, I know we have a, a couple excursions, a couple big ones. I've always wanted to go to Nassau, so I'm going to Nassau, Bahamas. And then also there's Castaway Key. So let's talk about two of the excursions right now. Uh, first, what can I do in the Bahamas and what should I do? I have... Uh, Two toddlers, I know some of our listeners might have uh, little ones or teens, so you can kind of give an overview of what you think, but uh, definitely, what what would work great for me? All right, so your first port day is in Nassau in the Bahamas. Um, Nassau is an interesting place. A lot of port, a lot of ships go there. Um, you know, it used to be ran by pirates, that sort of stuff. Um, I would like to say the nicest thing in Nassau is the ship that you would be getting off to explore Nassau. So just going to throw that out there. That's kind of where I stand. I've, I've heard a lot of people like to stay on the ship and just enjoy that time with less crowd. When uh, And that's a tip I've never even known. Going on other cruises, I jump off the ship when it ports, but I've never even thought of staying on the ship. Yeah, we've, we've done a little of both at Nassau. Now, a lot of people will book an excursion to go to Atlantis. Atlantis is great. If you want to go to Atlantis, I say you book a trip to Atlantis. It's an all-inclusive resort with a great water park, um, lots of aquariums, that sort of stuff, dolphins. Um, However, you're paying to be on the cruise already. Um, It would be your whole day would be in Atlantis. Um, One recommendation is if you really want to swim with dolphins and you're going to be in Central Florida before you go on the cruise, go to Discovery Bay at SeaWorld. They have a great package. You can do more. You get the whole day to do it, and you're not already paying to be on a cruise. They feed you. It's all-inclusive at at SeaWorld. It's a great thing to do if that works for you. That way you can take Nassau and enjoy your ship with low lines. It's a great time to do the aqueduct. Um, So we've gotten off the ship 
with our kids, we went to the straw market, walked around the straw market. It was enough for them to realize, hey, we are in a foreign country. Holy cow, this is not America. It, you only have to walk a couple blocks for your kids to get that. And but, I think but do that's you feel important. do you at least feel you feel safe in the Bahamas? I know Disney takes care of all that and you feel safe, but you will feel when you get off in Nassau, you will feel pressured to buy a cab ride or braid your hair. There's people hustling stuff when you get off in the port. Nassau is not the cleanest port um that Disney sells to. Where Eastern Caribbean, Western Caribbean, when you get off the port, off the ship, no one harasses you. Mm-hmm. The stuff Nassau, there there will be people there. If have you ever been to Las Vegas, Derek? Oh, yep. I go every year. They, you know how they're trying to hand you stuff on the sidewalks nonstop? Yep. They're not handing the same stuff, but it's kind of that same intensity mm-hmm. um, for about a block. Once you get away from the port, like to the straw market, it's not as bad. Uh, and we've also walked up to the fort, Fort Finn Castle, and saw the Queen Steps. Uh, it's it's all right. It's an old fort. Um after going to San Juan, I'm pretty sure we won't ever walk to the fort in Nassau again because the ones in San Juan are huge and really nice, and the one in Nassau is really tiny. But uh, that's Nassau to us. We like to check out one thing, get back on the ship, hit the aqueduct uh, with nobody else. So, um, so here's a question for you. I yeah. have two toddlers, so what about strollers? Um. Yeah, Nassau would be fine. Take your stroller right off the ship. There's nothing stopping you. I know my sister did on our last cruise. Um, there may be a stair or two you have to go up and down because uh, the ADA Act has not made it to Nassau, Bahama. Um, so there, it's not it's not like walking around America. But yeah, you'd be fine with a stroller um, in Nassau. And if we do an excursion, would I have to pr- provide my own car seats or does uh, Disney provide car seats or a Disney bus for you? You It depends on the excursion. Um, so the way Disney excursions work is they give you a place to meet that morning. So you may meet in the D-Lounge or somewhere in the district like Evolution, um, one of those locations. And then you get a little sticker with a Disney character on it. You follow a person with a paddle. They take you to a bus. Um a car seat at any of our cruise ports. We've been to Cozumel, San Juan, St. Thomas. Um, not sure I've ever seen a car seat. Um, it's more like when we were kids, where you Mom, know, mom's arm was the car arm, seat. Yeah, you know, it's like traveling back in time on those regulations. So I don't know anything about a car seat. We've done a few buses, and our kids, yeah, a bus is a loose term too on some of them. Yep, I've been I've been all through Cozumel and Belize, and yep, I've those buses are a little run down, and, and I don't even know if they had seat belts or airbags. So I, I get that. And so when when basically when you're planning your excursions, uh, talk to your travel agent, do extra research uh, that fits with what your kids' ages and what they'd be interested in. And and like I said, that's a great tip just to stay on the ship, ride the aqua dunk, and maybe uh, pamper yourself with a massage and. Uh, sounds like that's what your wife does anyway. So uh, yeah, that that's a weird it's, transition there. So it's also a good time to hit the buffet with smaller lines because a lot of people are at Atlantis eating their food or um, trying to find food in port. So uh, lunch crowds are a lot smaller on the ship as well. 
Well, sounds well. I don't know. I'm my wife and I like to explore, so we might have to try some food in the Bahamas. Unless it, uh, they probably say don't drink the water. I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know the rule on the water there. We're we're off and back on, and you know the stuff in Nassau close to the port is so commercialized. I don't know what restaurants are the true authentic Bahamian experience either. Well, besides the Bahamas, we have one more stop, and that is the one that I am most excited about. It is Disney's own private island, the Castaway Key, which I've heard wonderful things about. Everyone that I know who has gone has never had a negative thing to say. So tell us, what can we do at Castaway Key? It is the ultimate beach day. So whatever you want to do at a beach, you can do. If you just want to lay in a chair under an umbrella the whole day, you can do that. If you want to go parasailing, you can do that. You want to go on a fishing excursion, you can do that. If you want to go to an adult-only beach, you got that. If you want water slides in the ocean, you got that too. So really, you name it, you can do it. We have snorkeled there. Uh, we like to get off as soon as they clear it to let you get off the ship. You get off, and it is a uh, – it's not the shortest walk to the beach. Um, there is a tram. Um, if you're going to the very first spot where the snorkeling and the stingray experiences, um, I don't know, maybe a quarter-mile walk, and uh, you get your snorkeling stuff, can hop right in before the crowds get there. And then we usually try to get a chair down around Pelican Plunge. That's the uh, floating water slides is the Pelican Plunge area. It's a little further down the beach. Um, it's the newer family beach. It's close to where the private cabanas are. But the water slides, one, is really fast and intense, and my kids like were quite frightened of it. And the other is much slower. So um, you can look at how the water is coming out the end, and you can tell which one is the fast one and which one is the slow one. So that's something you may want to watch out for um, if your kid's going down a water slide for the first time. And it goes into the ocean where you can't touch. So they have life jackets available for the kids to wear. Our kids wore a life jacket the whole day um, at Castaway. We swam and swam and swam, and then it was time for lunch, and lunch is right there on the island. It's like an extension of the ship. You don't have to go back to the ship for lunch. Um, They have like a barbecue cookout with some really good food, burgers and chicken, and I think there's some ribs. And depending on where you're at, the Serenity Bay area is the adult-only area. They have their own restaurant down there, and they get a little bit nicer food. If uh, you drop the kids off at the kids' club on the island, and that's right, there's a kids' club on the island. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they don't take the little kids swimming for you, but they got all kinds of activities um, back in the kids' club area. There's also a little spray park on the island that you can go to with your kids. Um, There's uh, My kids really like to play beach soccer, which to me just hurts, but... (laughs) They think it's fun to kick around a ball and get sand between a ball and their foot. Um, So they run around and do that usually after lunch. We've had some unfortunate weather with our last castaway. Um, We didn't get to dock. We got to see it a couple times, and then we had to leave. It was too windy, too rainy. It was a pretty much a mess of a day. So we ended up with a bonus sea day. I'm going to use the word bonus. Bonus sea day. There you go. Got to be optimistic right there uh, when mm-hmm. things go uh, not the right way and then be happy that you do get more time on the aqua dunk and in the pools and stuff like that. So I'm I'm hoping that does not happen to us in February. It You know, you should be good to go. That's very, very rare that that happens. And 
they the crew were trying to tell us like that's the first time I have experienced that. And you know, these people live on the ship, so yeah, just well, unfortunate. Well, and like you talked in our last episode, you got a plan when you book. There is hurricane season, there is some storm seasons, uh, and and so just be mindful when you're booking of what season that you're coming into. And you know, if you really want to make Castaway Key, uh, the thing that you want to do, book during a time that you know the Bahamas are usually perfect because you know yep. that that weather down there is about perfect. February, you should be pretty good to go. I hope. Well, it's cold in Nebraska. I want to be somewhere warm, so that is why we chose February. So, uh, so we're finishing up our cruise. We've done all the shows. We've done all the restaurants. We've done the kids' clubs. We did Castaway Key in the Bahamas. Now it's time to go home. How does Disney take care of getting that all those people off the ship? And then because they flip that ship that same day, pretty much, and get start getting mm-hmm. everything reboarded for the next group. So it starts the day before. You get a letter in your stateroom. Um, every night when the, they do turn down service, you get the navigator for the next day. Um, and they do a main service in the afternoon too. So they're in your room twice, like cleaning it up the whole cruise. The service is ridiculous. Your crew is ridiculously nice, takes good care of you. Um, we didn't talk about that nearly enough. You could tell a whole show about your crew. But they put in your room that last day the information on how to debark the ship, which is the saddest information that exists. And it starts the day before. You have to have your non-carry-on luggage, so all your check bags, stuff that you're not going to lug um, off the ship yourself, in the hallway by like 8.30, 10 o'clock at night um, with a special tag that they give you. Last time we were in the Tinkerbell section, so we had all these Tinkerbell tags on our bag, sitting in the hallway. And I took a picture of it, tweeted it, said it was the saddest picture ever, and people liked it, which I don't know if that's something you like or dislike. That was before the like, don't like button on Facebook too. So The angry <clears throat> Yeah. But that's how it starts the night before. So if you do the airline check-in and you're using Disney Transportation, you have a special tag for that, you won't see that bag again until you're back home. Um, and then the... That night, wherever you eat dinner, you will eat breakfast the next morning. So if you have early dining, that means the next morning you are eating breakfast at 6.45 a.m. So you've had four nights of excitement, tired yourself out. Now you got to get up at 6.45 to eat breakfast. Well, not get up at 6.45, be at breakfast um, so that you can eat and be ready to get off the ship. Once U.S. Custom clears the ship to debark, they make an announcement. There's people that did not do any of that luggage in the hallway. You can fill out a special form, and you can have express um, off-the-ship privileges. And they're the first people let off, and then the custom clears it so that you get off the ship. Um, you want to make sure you have your onboard account all cleared up and settled at least the night before. I checked it every night at guest services to make sure we were paid off to zero. Um, you don't want any surprises when you start headed off the ship. They scan your key to the world card one last time. And you want it to be at zero, otherwise you're back on the ship until your account's at zero. Um, You head into U.S. Customs, where they have all of the bags from everybody on the ship organized by character. So I was Tinkerbell, so I looked for a huge Tinkerbell picture. We found all our bags, and then we got in line, went through to Customs. We stood in line for maybe five minutes um, through Customs, and then you're out. And if you parked in that parking garage, you're already at your car. Uh, We had to call our um, car service. 
they gave us a number just to let us let him know when we're out. He was parked somewhere in Cocoa. And so, you know, five minutes later, he was over there picking us up and we were on our way back to Walt Disney World. So it's a pretty quick process. It's early in the morning. You can sleep on the ride to Orlando. But uh, they get you off that ship quick because, like you said, they flip it around and there's new people boarding by 1130 noon that day to do it all over again. And another thing I want to ask about is I've heard a lot of great things about the characters on the ship. Uh, just uh, it's a lot easier, a lot less lines. Uh, we're in uh, the Magic Kingdom about three months ago, and we waited in line for Woody for almost an hour and a half. So what is it like to meet characters on the ship? Well, you won't wait for any character for an hour and a half. I can guarantee you that. So one, we already talked about getting those tickets for the princesses. That's huge because you show up when your ticket time is. You wait a few minutes and you boom, 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 boom. You've met princesses, not princess, princesses. So that's good. But Mickey and Minnie and Donald, all the classic characters, plus uh, Stitch is out a lot. Captain Hooks, me. Um, you get a nice variety of characters. Um, they're in your navigator every day. It lists when they're going to be and where they're going to be. We like to try to get to that location a few minutes before they actually appear because once a character poof, they're there, the line doubles. So if you can get there like five minutes before the character's out, it saves you 20 minutes. Um, usually it's about max wait for a character might be 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And that's if you time it absolutely wrong. Um, the other thing that we really like, because we, my, uh, we, my wife, she loves to meet characters. So do my kids. So she really likes meeting characters in different outfits. It's no longer meeting Mickey. It's meeting this Mickey or that Mickey. So you meet Captain Mickey, Pirate Mickey, Formal Knight Mickey. So Minnie has a Formal Knight attire. Um, they all have pirate outfits. Pirate Stitch is pretty cool to meet. So that's something that's extra special. Uh, pirate Knight. There's just tons of opportunities for characters. And the professional photographer is always there and a cast member. So you can give your camera to a cast member. They'll take your group photo. Um, and then you have Shutters is the photography group on the ship. They can take your pictures. And you can buy a picture package in advance of going or once you're on the ship. It's never too late. Well, that's awesome. And I know we, we haven't talked about yet is the uh, – we mentioned it last week – is the app. Everyone's got to download the Disney Cruise app. It works on the Disney ship's Wi-Fi. And that, too, tells you when and where characters are. Absolutely. And you can actually kind of bookmark stuff on the app, set a little alarms to remind you. You can, like, favorites. Um, and the app is really good at – you can choose by category, like dining. You can see all the dining hours of when the different restaurants, the counter service, the buffet is going to be open. Uh, you can look at the characters, see the whole list of when the characters are. And say you're not going to make it to something today, like an activity. Say you want to do Disney Toon trivia in uh, the pub, right? And you're going to miss it. So you can click on it and it'll show you the, like, the next showing or the next opportunity to do it. It will tell you when that's going to happen again. So if you're going to miss... Mickey, you can click on Mickey and see, oh, he's going to appear like seven more times. Let's calm down. We don't have to run there. That's one of the great things about the app. It's very interactive. It also has a chat feature. Um, one thing we do a lot on the cruise with characters and the app combined is my wife will be with the kids in one line. As they're getting close, I will go stand at the end of the line because a lot of times characters reappear, a different character rotates in that same spot. So I'll go get in the back of the line. And there'll be a character handler saying, like, yep, you're waiting for 
they're waiting for Mickey, you're waiting for Minnie. And so you go forward and you know you're going to be one of the first few people to meet Minnie and then your kids jump back in with you. That happens a lot on the cruise ship. Um, it's a strategy if you're willing to divide. If not everybody has to be in that group photo, um, you can really get a lot of characters in on the ships. Well, that's uh, that, and that sounds a lot more uh – and that sounds a lot better than what we did at Disney World. Uh, my kids, I didn't realize how much they loved to meet characters. And we got 17 different autographs from 17 different characters. Probably a good half of our time at the theme parks was waiting in line for a character. And so just the fact that I don't have to wait in as long of lines and that uh, they will still be meeting characters in the in the play areas as well. It's just mm-hmm. it bodes so well for uh, my toddlers and kids of that age who, uh, when they see the characters, those are the real characters. Well, I know for us, we're hoping to get back to Walt Disney World for maybe one more day at the park before we get to the airplane. It depends on when we book our flights. We're planning on booking our flights about three months before before uh, the trip. And so hopefully we'll do a podcast uh, a little bit later when it comes to flight booking and some strategies. And, and like I said, hopefully we can have a couple days at the park. I know we want to start at Animal Kingdom, go on the cruise, maybe have one on the day back. Uh, so we'll look forward to talking to you more about all that. And then absolutely, when you are on your cruise this fall, I will try to Skype you in. We can do a live remote podcast and hear firsthand what you're experiencing. And then I look forward to doing the same in uh, February when I'm on the dream to give kind of firsthand impressions of all these things that we've already talked about. Absolutely. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope we've given you a little bit of tips, some tricks, some information about the Disney cruise line, especially the Disney dream. I'm excited to go on my trip and to podcast and give you more, a little more updates with it. Uh, Like us on Facebook at rope drop radio, follow us on Twitter. Please send us all your questions, and we'd love to do a Q&A here in the future. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio.